When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Bacon Bets podcast bonus episode for college football bowl season. I'm going to bet on every single college football bowl game. There are 43 in total, but I guess I have 42 bets placed because I think you'd consider the 43rd one being the national championship. I can't bet on that because we don't know who's playing in it. So 42 bowl games. 42 bets, my best bet for every single one. I'm not going to waste too much time in the intro here because obviously it's a lot to go through. So a few quick disclaimers and then we're going to jump right into it. So I am recording this on Monday, uh, December the 13th uh, at around 12.30 in the afternoon. So as as far as uh, the current lines, as far as optotes, all of that stuff will be up until right now. Obviously things are going to move in some games, probably in most games at least a little bit. Uh, there's going to be news as far as optotes, uh, probably some maybe some coaching changes, all that stuff. Unfortunately, uh, I don't have any control over. Just with my just the same as with my NFL podcast, I locked in every single bet right before I started recording, so I will be sticking with every single bet, and that's just the way it's going to be. Hopefully, it'll work in my favor as many times as it works against me, and it'll all kind of even out in the end. Uh, So my bets are all locked in this season in college football. Now, this was the first season that I really bet on college football. In the past couple years, I've like barely dipped my toe into the college football world. This is the first one that I had bets every single weekend. Uh, And I finished 51-44-1 for plus 8.93 units. A few big Moneyline underdogs uh, helped that record out there quite a bit. Uh, So that's where I stand heading into bowl season. Uh, so in this podcast, I'm going to go through the bowls in chronological order, uh, at least by day. I think there might be a couple times I accidentally have picks, uh, games that start earlier in the day as opposed to later, but at least by day, all will be in chronological order. Uh, if you're listening to this after the start of the bowl season, or if you only care about certain games, just check the description. I will have the timestamp for when I break down each game in the description. And then finally, because it's 42 different picks, uh, some of these explanations are going to be really quick. If I spent like five minutes on every game like you do in the NFL, this podcast would be like nine and a half hours long. So there's going to be a few games that are going to be very quick explanations. Uh, I'll give you the very basics. I'll let you know of any key opt-out or coaching changes, uh, change moves uh, right before I uh, get into the pick. Uh, but anything that happens after today, I don't know. I'm not a fortune teller. So this is the best I can do. Let's jump into it. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. My NFL episode will come out normal time this week, Wednesday night, Thursday morning, as usual. So this is just a bonus episode. Subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. Uh, let's get into it. Let's not waste any more time because we have 42 games to get through. I have over 5,500 words, 18 pages of notes that I've written down for all of these games. So let's get into it. It is the college football bowl season episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. Let's go. More bacon than the pan can handle. 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 Okay, let's get into it. We're going to start with the Bahamas Bowl, Middle Tennessee against Toledo. Starting the college football bowl season off with an under bet, under 51.5, minus 110. Both teams' defenses much stronger than their offenses. Toledo ranks 13th in opponent yards per play. Middle Tennessee ranks 37th. The two two teams, 22nd and 103rd, respectively, in offensive yards per play. Now, a big thing as far as uh, opt-outs here is Middle Tennessee likely has to go with their third-string quarterback. First-string injured, 
Second string quit football. So their third string, Nick Vasciato, will probably be starting for them. And he's thrown five touchdowns and six interceptions this season. He's only averaging 5.7 yards per attempt. So that's always going to be good for an underbet. And both teams are terrible on third down offensively. 93rd in third down conversion rate. And 124th, which is eighth last in the country. And then they're 50th and 58th in defensive third down rate. So that's always huge for an underbet, not being able to convert third downs. Uh, and conversely, your defense being able to stop their opponent on third downs. Lots of punts in this game is what I'm hoping for. So we're going to start the college football bowl season off with under 51.5 in the Bahamas Bowl, Middle Tennessee, and Toledo. Next up, we have the Cure Bowl. Some of these bowl names are ridiculous. Northern Illinois against Coastal Carolina. I'm going to take Coastal Carolina minus 10.5 at minus 110. So last I looked for this game, uh, Coastal Carolina's quarterback Grayson McCall is not confirmed to be playing in this game or not. So this is one that could change before uh, kickoff happens. Uh, but I'm going to back them anyways. If McCall doesn't play, I do have some faith in their backup quarterback, Bryce Carpenter. He's been serviceable in the little bit that he has played this season. Uh, but Coastal Carolina's this offense uh, should really steamroll the Northern Illinois defense here. This is kind of what it comes down to. They're second in the entire country in yards per play. Averaging 7.2. The only team that's better that's averaging more yards per play is Ohio State at 7.6. Meanwhile, Northern Illinois ranks 117th in opponent yards per play. 13th last in all of college football. So once again, you have the second best offense going against the 117th ranked defense in terms of yards per play. That is a big-time mismatch. Both teams also run the ball a ton. Northern Illinois runs the ball the fifth most in the country on 64.02% of plays. Coastal Carolina is 14th on the list, running it in 61.03% of plays. So then let's look at how each team does in defending the run. Coastal Carolina, 46th in opponent yards per carry, so they're pretty good at stopping the run. Northern Illinois defense, 122nd. And opponent yards per carry, they're they're allowing an average of 5.8 yards per rush. This bet, in my opinion, is absolute no-brainer, even if Coastal Carolina has to go with their backup quarterback. So I like Coastal Carolina minus 10.5 at minus 110 in the Cure Bowl. Next up, the Boca Raton Bowl. Might be mispronouncing that. Western Kentucky, Appalachian State. I'm going to back Appalachian State minus 3, minus 110. Everyone in this game is going to be talking about Bailey Zapp. Uh, the kid who's probably going to break Joe Burrow's touchdown record. I I think he's a few off it right now. I think he has to get four or five in this game, uh, I believe, to break Joe Burrow's record. People are going to be betting on Western Kentucky just because of this guy. But what a lot of people might not know, bad news, is that he's facing one of the worst stylistic po- uh, matchups possible for him right now. Appalachian State in the country, sixth. An opponent completion percentage, 31st in opponent yards per pass attempt, 24th in sack rate, and 13th in average opponent team passer rating. So you have one of the better quarterbacks in the country going up against one of the very best pass defenses. That's where Western Kentucky gets a large majority of their yards. They throw the ball on 68.07% of plays, second highest rate in the country. But now they play against a fantastic pass defense so this is a tough stylistic matchup for western kentucky i'm going to back appalachian state minus three minus 110 in the boca rotan bowl new mexico bowl utep fresno state i'm going to back utep as an underdog plus 11 and a half minus 110 a little bit of confusion in this one whether or not fresno fresno state will have its starting quarterback um, he hasn't said if he's going to transfer, but that he said he was going to transfer, but then he said he was going to stay. And even though he's staying, he hasn't been confirmed yet if he's going to start. I'm going to assume he is. Um, but ironically, this is kind of the exact same handicap as uh, the Western Kentucky against Appalachian State game because we have a pass-heavy offense facing one of the best pass defenses in the country. Fresno State throws the ball on 56.16% of plays, 10th highest mark in all of college football, and UTEP ranks fourth in opponent completion percentage 20th in opponent yards per pass attempt 86th in sack percentage so not a great uh pass rush but they are also 14th in opponent average passer rating so both offenses are kind of comparable fresno state 40th in yards per play utep is 44th Uh, obviously fresno state has played a little bit of a tougher schedule though uh, with them being in a tougher conference but they are going up against 
one of the best pass defenses in the country in UTEP. So is UTEP going to win? Probably not. 11.5 point spread. I think it's too much just based on the stylistic matchup in this game. So I'm going to take UTEP plus 11.5, minus 110 in that one. The Independence Bowl, BYU against UAB. Uh, If there's any trap lines in in the bowl games, I think this one might be it because this one just seems unbelievably obvious to me. BYU minus 6, minus 116. I'm going to try not to overthink this game. I think BYU has been largely underrated this season. They did have a bad loss to Boise State, but really that was kind of their only bad game of the season. Uh, Now, UAB is a rushing football team. They run the ball a ton. BYU is pretty average at stopping the run, but UAB's top running back, Dwayne McBride, uh, is out with an injury. So if he's out, obviously the running attack's not going to be nearly as as potent. Um, And the big thing to keep an eye on is UAB's defense because they're 18th in opponent yards per play, but BYU's 6th in offensive yards per play. So one of the top offenses in the country and the defenses that they've played again have been better at least from a competition standpoint than UAB's defense. So I think that's probably why the line is where it's at is people are going to look at UAB's defense. But let's not forget about how much of an easier schedule than uh, they had in BYU this year. So I'm still getting the spread at just under that magic number of seven, just under the magic mark of a touchdown. So I'm going to back BYU minus six and a half, minus 116 in the Independence Bowl. The Lending Tree Bowl, another stupid bowl uh, name. Eastern Michigan against Liberty, and I'm going to back the underdog Eastern Michigan, plus 9, minus 105. Malik Willis, the Liberty quarterback, is supposed to play in this game, and while he's an NFL prospect, the number of interceptions he's thrown this year is worrisome. This is kind of why I'm backing Eastern Michigan, because yes, he, he, I mean, he has good numbers, but 12 interceptions this season, and Liberty ranks 116th in the country in turnovers per game. They cough the ball uh, on either an interception or a fumble, an average of 1.9 times per game, and that's not good, especially when you look at Eastern Michigan, and you find out that they're averaging 1.3 takeaways per game. So if Liberty runs into turnover issues, which, I mean, they kind of have all, all the season, it's going to be tough for them to cover a nine-point spread, in my opinion. So I'm going to back Eastern Michigan to keep it close in the Lending Tree Bowl. Next up, the Los Angeles Bowl, which I think is actually called the Jimmy Kimmel Los Angeles Bowl, isn't it? So stupid. Utah State against Oregon State, uh, over 67, minus 110. Uh, I think this is my first over bet of the bowl season. Both teams should be able to move the ball here. Good stylistic matchups for both offenses. Oregon State ranks 20th in run play percentage. Utah State ranks 88th in opponent yards per carry. So Oregon State runs the ball a ton. Utah State is not good at stopping the run. And then on the flip side of things, uh, Oregon State's defense is just generally bad. 92nd opponent yards per play. And they're 83rd in opponent points per play. Two offenses, 8th and 12th in third down conversion rate. Um, And like I mentioned earlier, Third downs is big when you're looking at an over, being able to convert those third downs into first downs so you don't have to end up punting, so you don't have to end up kicking field goals. That's massive. So 8th and 12th in the country in third down offense is huge if you're looking for an over bet. And Oregon State in third down defense, 128th, third last in the country in third down defense, also 30th and 32nd points per game. I think it's going to be a high scoring one. So even though it is a high total of 67, still like the over, L.A. Bowl, Oregon State, Utah State, over 67, minus 110. The New Orleans Bowl, Marshall against Louisiana. Uh, doing doing an, another total bet here. I'm going to go under 55.5 in this one. Big story in this game is that the head coach and a number of assistant coaches won't be there uh, for the game due to siding with Florida. These are the Louisiana coaches, so it's going to be a skeleton of a coaching staff for them in this game. Um, but Louisiana's defense does rank 15th in opponent yards per play. Marshall de- Marshall's defense ranks 30th in opponent yards per play. Now, 52.82% of Marshall's offensive plays are passing plays. That's the 32nd highest rate in, the, uh, in college football. And Louisiana's defense is 16th in opponent yards per pass attempt. First in opponent completion percentage. So, another one of these stylistic matchups where we have a team that throws the ball a ton going up against a very good passing defense. Uh, third down offense, a key, every time I talk about a total, I'm going to bring this up. They're 56th and 101st in third down offense. Louisiana's defense is 24th in third down defense. So a lot of reasons to expect this to be a low-scoring game. I'll go under 53.5 in the New Orleans Bowl between Marshall and Louisiana. The Myrtle Beach Bowl. 
Tulsa against Old Dominion. Going to take Old Dominion plus 9.5, minus 110. Dude, these two teams are very similar in almost every single stat. Tulsa obviously has had the tougher schedule. They come from a harder conference. But is a tougher schedule alone worth 9.5 points? I don't think it is. Tulsa is also going to be without their defensive coordinator, uh, Joseph uh, Gillespie, and several assistants as well. They all left for TCU. They've also had three different players enter the transfer portal. portal. Uh, and then Old Dominion got off to a slow start to their season offensively, but they have picked it up massively in recent weeks. They seem to have figured it out to some extent. Their season average of yards per play is 5, but over their last three weeks, they're averaging 6.5 yards per play, so about a yard and a half improvement in recent games. They figured out something. They've also won five straight games to end the season, so they have momentum. So I'll take uh, Old Dominion to keep this one close, plus 9.5, minus 110 against Tulsa in the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Then probably my favorite bowl name of uh, the entire bowl season, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. (laughs) Kent State against Wyoming. Wyoming minus 3, minus 105. Kent State's defense is terrible, and it's going to cost them uh, in this game, I think. I think a lot of people uh, kind of like these these MAC conference teams. Uh, I'm going to fade them, though, in this one. 105th in opponent yards per play compared to Wyoming at 32nd in opponent yards per play. And even more importantly, Kent State cannot stop the run. 61.63% of plays ran by Wyoming are running plays. That's the 11th highest run play rate in college football. And Kent State is 102nd in opponent yards per carry. They're allowing an average of 4.8 yards per rush. So huge stylistic advantage there for Wyoming as far as their offense goes. Kent State also leans more towards a run, 29th in run play percentage. So not as high as Wyoming, but they still definitely lean more towards a run. Wyoming, much better at stopping the run, though, allowing an average of 4.5 yards per carry as opposed to 4.8 yards per carry. Wyoming, also better third down offense and defense. Kent State's third down defense ranks 122nd in the country. That's ninth last. That's not good. This is one of my favorite plays of the bowl season and one of my favorite names of a bowl for all of bowl season. Wyoming, minus 3, minus 105 in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. <laughs> The Frisco Bowl, one of two Frisco Bowls. Uh, they added an extra one, so I think the other one's called the Classic Frisco Bowl, but uh, this is just the, I guess, the the, the non-classic Frisco Bowl. Uh, UTSA against San Diego State, another total bet. Going back to another under, under 49 in this one. I would be shocked if this game surpasses, surpasses 50 points. San Diego State ranks 17th in rushing play percentage. But the strength of UTSA's defense is in stopping the run. 10th in opponent yards per carry. They limit their opponents to 3.3 yards per rush on the ground. San Diego State's offense, in general, isn't good. They rank 107th in yards per play. And now they face a defense who was built to stop the running game. So that's not good for them. Meanwhile, San Diego State, and I think we all know this by now, they should be able to do whatever wants to stop UTSA's offense because the Aztecs boast one of the top defenses in the country. 6th in opponent yards per play, 10th in opponent points per play, 11th in opponent yards per pass attempt, 21st in opponent completion percentage, 6th in opponent yards per carry. Very, I mean, 21st or better and in almost every single defensive stat, and most of them, they're either 10th or better. I think this game is all the makings of a defensive battle. I will take under 49 at minus 110 in the Frisco Bowl. And with that, I think we're through 10-ish. We'll take a quick break and we'll come back. Uh, Still a lot more bowl games to go. We'll keep it rolling. All right, let's keep it moving. Next up is the Armed Forces Bowl. Army against Missouri. Army minus 3.5, minus 115. I think this is the easiest handicap on the slate. Anytime that we talk about a Armed Forces school, all you have to do is look at how their opponent does in stopping the run because they all just run the ball like it's still 1942. Uh, how does Missouri stop the run? They're 115th in opponent yards per carry. They're allowing an average of 5.3. They're 49.43% of the yards gained against Missouri comes on the ground. And now they're playing a team who runs the ball 87% of the time and who averages 4.7 yards per carry. So uh, that's very simple. Missouri's one of the worst run defenses in the country, and they're playing against a team that only runs the ball, and they do it very effectively. Easy bet, Army minus 3.5, minus 115. And maybe they can uh, get a little uh, maybe they can get a little revenge after losing uh, to Navy there in the Army-Navy game. Next up, the second Frisco Bowl, the Frisco Classic Bowl. This one's Miami, Ohio against North Texas. 
over 54 and a half, minus 110. Side note uh, that you probably should know in this game is that it's going to be held at a stadium that's about 30 minutes away from the North Texas campus, so they will have some level of home field advantage in this game. But both teams' offenses have a good stylistic matchup against their opposing defenses, so that's why I like the over. North Texas runs the ball on 61.33% of plays. That is the 13th highest rate in the country. But Miami, Ohio is 76th in opponent yards per carry, allowing an average of 4.3. Kent State averaged 5.9 yards per rush against them in their last game. So you can run the ball against this Miami, Ohio defense, and that's exactly what North Texas is going to do. And then on the flip side of things, Miami, Ohio throws the ball on 51.39% of plays. That's the 38th highest mark. And North Texas has a weak secondary. They give up 7.9 yards per opponent pass attempt. And that ranks 95th in all of college football. Three-point spread. I think uh, the side is a little bit of a coin flip. I think the spread set at the right number. So given how each offense is going up against uh, kind of a good stylistic matchup in the opposing defenses, I think we're going to see a lot of points. I'll go over 54.5 at minus 110. The Gasparilla Bowl. Florida, UCF, an all-state battle between these two teams. I'm going to take UCF plus 6.5 at minus 105. Now, I'm not a big motivation guy. You guys know I, I don't handicap a lot with motivation. Uh, but with Florida in a transition phase between two co- coaches, several players are opting out. Uh, career Elam, Zachary Carter. Uh, they have a few guys who are going to be getting ready for the NFL draft. It doesn't seem like a game that Florida is going to get up for. And also, I think UCF is going to be able to run the ball against this Florida team. Florida is 79th in opponent yards per carry, and 40, 45.31% of the yards gained against Florida this season has come on the ground. That's the 27th highest mark in the country. And then UCF is 19th in yards per carry. They average 5.2 yards on the ground. So, and they might be getting Isaiah Bowser back, who is their star running back. I will take UCF. I think they can keep it close. I wish I could have got this at 7, that magic number 7, but I'll take them at 6.5. UCF plus 6.5, minus 105. The Hawaii Bowl. Memphis against Hawaii. I am going to back Memphis to cover as favorites here, minus 7, minus 112. I think this is a pretty easy handicap. The two teams are 16th and 17th in passing play percentage. So then all you needed to look do is look at how each team fares in stopping the pass. So 59.56% of the yards gained on Memphis comes through the air. More comes against Hawaii, who allow 63.26% of the of yards gained against them comes through the air. Memphis, 37th in opponent yards per pass attempt, 19th in opponent yards per completion. Hawaii is 63rd and 88th in those stats. Uh, Memphis is also 63rd in average opponent passer rating. Hawaii is 50th. So a little bit of an advantage towards Hawaii there, but... Hawaii, 99th in third down offense, 119th in third down defense. Those third down numbers are huge. And to top it all off, the Hawaii starting quarterback uh, and running back have left their program. That's massive. Um, And the other guy who's starting for Hawaii, Brady Shager, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. He's thrown two touchdowns and five interceptions this season when he's played. So, Big downgrade at quarterback for Hawaii, and Memphis already has uh, the edge when it comes to passing defense. So I'm going to back Memphis here, minus 7, minus 112 in the Hawaii Bowl. The Camellia Bowl, Ball State against Georgia State. I believe this game's on Christmas Day. So why spend time with your family on Christmas? Why don't you watch the Camellia Bowl between Ball State and Georgia State? Uh, I'm going to take Georgia State minus 4.5 here, minus 117. This game stinks. Uh, neither team does anything well. I'm surprised that either of these teams qualified for a bowl game, honestly, when I'm looking at them statistically. Georgia State does rank a little bit higher in both yards per play and opponent yards per play. They also run the ball the sixth highest run play uh, the uh, rate in the country, and they average five yards per carry, 29th highest mark. So one thing that Georgia, it's really the only thing that either of these teams do well, and that's run the ball. Georgia State is pretty effective at it. Ball State ranks 72nd opponent yards per carry. They allow 4.3 per rush. So really not much else to talk about this game. I'm going to back Georgia State due to the run game, minus 4.5, minus 117, and that's the game that I think is on Christmas. Quick Lane Bowl is next up. That is between Western Michigan and Nevada. Going back to another total bet, going over 59, minus 110. Two good stylistic matchups for each offenses, and let's start with Nevada here. 
Third highest pass play rate. They throw the ball on 65.22% of plays. Western Michigan allows 8-point yards per pass attempt. That's the 99th highest mark in college football. Also 104th in opponent uh, average passer rating. And then finally, 123rd in opponent yards per completion. So Nevada should have absolutely no issue uh, throwing the ball against them. And then on the flip side, Western Michigan leans more towards the run. 57.5% of their call plays our run plays, 31st highest mark in the country. Nevada ranks 99th in opponent yards per carry, allowing 4.7 per rush. And have also allowed 5.2 yards per carry over their last three games, so they're getting worse at it as the season progresses. Both teams are also top 40 in third down offense. They're going to be able to keep drives alive. That's huge for an over. Over 59 minus 110 in the quick lane bowl between Western Michigan and Nevada. Next up, we got the military bowl. East Carolina against Boston College. I'm going to take Boston College, minus 3, minus 110. I'm shocked at this being only a three-point spread. I think Boston College absolutely dismantles East Carolina in this game. Definitely one of my favorite bets of the college football uh, bowl schedule. Boston College ranks 19th in run play percentage, so they run the ball a ton. East Carolina ranks 105th in opponent yards per carry. They allow an average of 4.9 yards per rush. That gets even worse when looking at their last three games where they've given up an average of 5.7 per rush. And then as a whole, East Carolina ranks 74th in yards per play, 94th in opponent yards per play. So usually when you have teams from weaker conferences, you would expect that they would rank higher than teams from tougher conferences in a lot of stats because they have an easier schedule. Not the case here. Not only does East Carolina have an, uh, uh, an easier schedule throughout the season, but they rank worse in almost every single stat. So it makes no sense why the spread's only three points. Boston College should be able to run all over them. They should be able to do whatever they want. They should have success on defense. I'll take the Eagles, minus three, minus 110, in the Military Bowl. Then we're finally getting to some actual good games here. This might be the actual first really good, really intriguing matchup of the slate here. The Birmingham Bowl between Houston and Auburn, and this is my first Moneyline underdog pick. Houston plus 128 on the Moneyline. When I started to handicap this game, I had a feeling that Auburn has been terrible in bowl games recently, so I looked it up and I was pretty right. They're 2-5 and five in their last seven bowl games, and they've had losses against teams that you would think were inferior. I didn't look up to see what the point spreads were in, the, in those games. Uh, they lost to Wisconsin. That was probably close, but they also lost to UCF. They lost to Minnesota. They lost to Northwestern. Um, maybe I'm overthinking a little bit, but I'm starting to think that like the culture at Auburn is that they don't really care too much about bowl games. The guys are going to be NFL guys. They're preparing for the draft. That's true this year as well. Five players um, have already entered the transfer por- portal, um, and one of those guys is their starting quarterback, Roger McCreary, uh, as well. Now, when it comes to stats, both teams do lean towards the pass. Houston is better at defending it, though, even with Auburn's NFL-level corner in their lineup. Uh, Cougars 28th in opponent yards per pass attempt. Tigers are 60th, so Tigers are worse, and now they're not going to have Roger McCreary, their NFL level of corner, so their pass defense is going to get worse. Houston 20th in opponent average passer rating. Auburn's 81st, so obviously Auburn had a tougher schedule playing in the SEC, but still, I liked Houston a lot this year. I think they're going to be able to beat an Auburn team that maybe I'm looking into it too much. Maybe I'm getting a little bit too subjective with it, but it just doesn't seem like an Auburn team that really cares too much about um, bowl games. They, they're they kind of a caliber school that expect to probably at least be in competition for their conference, maybe be, be able to get into the playoff. They've won national championships um, in recent years, or at least one national championship in, in recent years, so... I think Houston's going to come into this game a little bit stronger. We're going to take them on the money line at plus 128. First responder bowl, another money line underdog pick, but this one's a little bit of a smaller one. It's between Louisville and Air Force. Air Force plus 105. So same thing I brought up with the game involving Army. Any game that involves an Armed Forces team, it's a very easy handicap because you just need to look at how the their opponent does in defending the run. So, how does Louisville do in stopping the run? 91st in opponent yards per carry, allowing 4.6 yards per rush. That's an easy bet. Also, Air Force, pretty stout defense, 20th in opponent yards per play. Louisville also leans more towards the run game, but Air Force is an 11th and is 11th in yards per play, or sorry, opponent yards per carry. So, two teams that run the ball, especially Air Force, and then Louisville's 91st in stopping the run. Air Force is 11th. 
Easy bet here. I'll take the Falcons Air Force plus 105 in the first responder bowl. Then we got the Holiday Bowl, UCLA against NC State. This one was a tough one. I'm going to back NC State, minus 1, minus 110, though. NC State State's defense ranks 15th in opponent points per play, 21st in opponent yards per play. They also rank 5th in the country in third down defense. So their defense is really the one thing in this matchup that sticks out. NC State also likes to throw the ball. They're 13th in passing play rate, throwing the ball in 55.9% of plays. But 67.23% of the yards gained against UCLA comes through the air. That's the 18th highest rate in the country. They're also 83rd in opponent completion percentage. So NC State's defense is going to be strong. Their offense should be able to find at least some success through the air. I'll back the Wolfpack, minus 1, minus 110 in the Holiday Bowl. Uh, Liberty Bowl, Texas Tech, Mississippi State. I'm going to take Mississippi State, minus 8. Minus 110 here. Nobody throws the ball as much as Mississippi State does, so we just need to look at how Texas Tech does defending the pass. Red Raiders rank 104th in opponent yards per pass attempt, 118th in opponent completion percentage, 116th in opponent average team passer rating. Texas Tech also leans more towards a pass, but Mississippi State ranks around average in all three of those categories. As a whole, they rank 64th in opponent yards per play. This one's an easy bet for me. I think Bulldogs win and cover in the spot. They, Like I said, literally nobody throws the ball more than Mississippi State, and Texas Tech is one of the worst pass defenses in the country, ranking 104th or worse in every single pass defense stat. Mississippi State, minus 8, minus 110 in the Liberty Bowl. The Guaranteed Rate Bowl. Uh, let's go Minnesota, minus 4 in this one, minus 110. Uh, so outside of the Armed Forces School, Army, Navy, and Air Force, no team runs the ball more than Minnesota. 67.41% of their call plays are run plays. That is the fourth mark in the country. Like I said, only Army, Air Force, and Navy runs the ball more. West Virginia, 29th in passing play percentage. They throw the ball in 52.9% of plays. So should make it a pretty easy handicap. West Virginia now, 61st in opponent yards per carry. They allow an average of 4.1 yards per rush, so not great. But Minnesota's secondary is very good. It's 22nd in opponent yards per pass attempt. They should be able to stop the passing attack of West Virginia. As a whole, Minnesota 19th in opponent yards per pass, pass uh, opponent yards per play. West Virginia 79th. Minnesota also better, both on third down offense and defense. So I have no problem laying the four points on Minnesota in this game. I think their defense is going to be... Uh, the the difference maker here. I think they're going to be able to stop the West Virginia pass attack. I'll go Minnesota minus 4, minus 110 in the guaranteed rate bowl. Fenway Bowl. Virginia against SMU. I'm going to go over 71.5 at minus 105. Massive total in the 70s, but I still like the over here. Big thing to note in terms of opt-outs is that uh, SMU's two top receivers are out, uh, Reggie Robertson and Danny Gray. Not going to put too, too much value into that, though, because there are two teams that love to run the ball, or throw the ball. Virginia ranks fourth in pass play percentage. SMU ranks 23rd. Neither team defends it well, though. Virginia 87th in opponent yards per pass attempt. SMU is 111th. Virginia's defense as a whole, not good. 119th in opponent yards per play. SMU is 86th. On offense, Virginia is 9th in yards per play, SMU is 20th. Easy handicap here, my friends. Two good offenses who love to throw the ball against two shitty defenses who can't defend the pass. You have to bet the over. That's the only bet to make here. Total can't be high enough. I will go over 71 and a half, and a half in the Fenway Bowl between Virginia and SMU. The juice on that's minus 105. Then we got the Pinstripe Bowl. Virginia Tech against Maryland. We're going to go Maryland to minus 1, minus 110. Virginia Tech has a lot of, a ton of opt-outs so far. Head coach was fired. Four starters have opted out to, to prepare for the draft. Those are wide receiver Trey Turner, defensive tackle Jordan Williams, defensive end Amare Barno, and guard Lachitis Lash- Smith. Maryland fourth, 14th in passing play per- uh, percentage. Virginia Tech is 15th in rushing play percentage. So, should be a pretty good handicap. How does each defense do in defending the other team's strength? Well, Maryland, 65th in opponent yards per carry. Virginia Tech, 67th. So, that doesn't really help us. They both do pretty much the same in defending the other team's strength. Uh, Virginia Tech is better on third down offense and defensively. But, regardless, even though that's the case, 
going to go with Maryland based on most stats are extremely close, but Virginia Tech has been hit way harder with coach firings and opt-outs. It looks like almost everyone's in for Maryland. Like I said, Virginia Tech has their head coach fired and four starters have already opted out, and it could be more by the time kickoff happens. So based on that, I'm going to go Maryland minus 1, minus 110, because almost everything else is very similar and very close. Uh, the Cheez-It Bowl. I said the Idaho Potato Bowl is my favorite name. This might be actually take over the Cheez-It Bowl. Clemson against Iowa State. This one is a no-brainer. This is definitely one of my top five plays for bowl season. Iowa State minus one, minus 115. Clemson has been overvalued all season based on past success and name alone. And I don't think that's any different here. Iowa State's offense ranks 7th in yards per play. Clemson's is 95th. Iowa State, 7th yards per play. Clemson, 95th. So unless the opposite is true for their defense, this seems like an easy bet. And the opposite is not true because Clemson's defense is very strong. We know that 5th in opponent yards per play. But Iowa State's is also good 28th in opponent yards per play. And now Iowa State's a pass every offense. 68.21% of the yards gained uh, against Clemson's defense this season has come through the air, which is actually the ninth most in the country. So that's another point in Iowa State's favor. This bet seems so obvious. I mean, Clemson lost to NC State this year. They lost to Pittsburgh this year. And they only won by a touchdown or less against Georgia Tech, Boston College, Syracuse, and Louisville. Iowa State, in my opinion, is better than all six of those teams I just mentioned. But yet they're only a one-point favorite. Easy bet, not going to overthink it here. Iowa State minus one, minus 115. Now we are about to get into the uh, actual good bowl games here. Um, some of the big name schools playing, but right before I get into that, let's take uh, let's take another break. I'll be right back. All right, let's keep it going. Alamo Bowl, Oklahoma, Oregon. Going to go with the over 61, minus 110 in this one. It's a skeleton coaching staff for both teams. They kind of cancel each other out in that factor. Both teams will be missing their best defensive players as well due to opt-outs. Defensive end Kayvon Thibodeau for Oregon. Defensive lineman Nick Benito and Perrion Winfrey for Oklahoma. Oklahoma is also going to be missing their second leading receiver, Jaden Hasselwood, to the transfer portal. Uh, so neither team really favors the run or the pass here either. Uh, Oklahoma 14th in yards per play, Oregon 34th, and then you look at the two defenses, Oklahoma's 85th in opponent yards per play, Oregon is 43rd. When it comes to third down, you got Oregon 4th in third down offense, 117th in third down defense, Oklahoma 62nd in third down offense, 68th in third down defense, so not much of a difference here, but this is what it comes down to. I'm going with the over, because it's too tough to handicap the sides with all the coaching changes and opt-outs. Most of the significant opt-outs are on defense, though, for both teams, and both defenses are also weaker than their offenses. Both teams also stink on third down when it comes to uh, third down defense. So I think with all the question marks based on the coaching staffs with the opt-outs, I think think the play to make is just the over 61 and let's root for some points because the side is just, I I don't really know how each team is going to internally react to these coaching changes. So let's just root for points over 61 minus 110 in the Alamo Bowl between Oklahoma and Oregon. The worst uh, bowl game name, Duke's Mayo Bowl, and apparently the winner may or may not get doused in mayo, uh, which is absolutely disgusting and might be one of my worst nightmares of all time. Uh, Duke's Mayo Bowl, UNC against South Carolina, I'm going to back the Tar Heels, minus 7.5, minus 110. Only significant opt-out so far is South Carolina's leading rusher, Zaquandre White, is out. Uh, UNC... I think, in my opinion, UNC underperformed this season record-wise compared to their stats because you might actually be be surprised to find out they were 12th in yards per play this year, 18th in third down offense, 19th in points per play. Meanwhile, South Carolina was 110th, 117th, and 110th in those stats. Yes, 117th in third down offense. I don't know how this team made it to uh, the bowl season. That's terrible. Neither defense is good, by the way, though. But their offenses are night and day. So two bad defenses. But UNC's offense is significantly better than South Carolina's. So I'm comfortable laying the 7.5 points. I'll go UNC minus 7.5 at minus 110. Surprise guest appearance by the garbage truck. He hasn't made an appearance in a little while there. I don't know if it's being picked up in the microphone. Shout out New York City garbage trucks. I miss them. 
Uh, Music City Bowl, Purdue against Tennessee. Tennessee minus 4.5, minus 115 here. They are 28th in run play percentage. Purdue is 6th in pass play percentage. But Purdue is 75th in opponent yards per carry. Tennessee is 43rd in opponent yards per pass attempt. So that is basically what it comes down to. Purdue does a worse job defending Tennessee's strength than Tennessee does defending Purdue's strength. Um, And also Tennessee just generally has a strong offense. Ninth and third down conversion rate, 18th in yards per play. So in the Music City Bowl, I will back Tennessee, the Volunteers, minus 4.5 at minus 115. Las Vegas Bowl, Wisconsin against Arizona State. Wisconsin, minus 7, minus 105. So Arizona State is 24th in rush play percentage, so f- and 58, 50.86% of their offensive yards comes on the ground. That's 17th most in the country. But here's the issue. Their top two run- running backs are not playing in this game. One of them has uh, opted out due to preparing for the NFL draft. The other one uh, entered in the transfer por- portal. And now Wisconsin has literally the best run defense in the country, limiting teams to 2.2 yards per carry. So... You have a team who gets the majority of their yards through the running game. You have their top two running backs won't be playing in the game. And now they're playing against the top running defense in the country. That is a nightmare situation for Arizona State. So I am comfortable taking Wisconsin minus 7, minus 105 in this one in the Las Vegas Bowl. Then we are moving on to the Peach Bowl. Michigan State against Pittsburgh. So this one's tricky. This is kind of one where uh, I'm not happy that I have to lock this bet in this early, but maybe it could work out in my favor. Uh, I am going to take Pittsburgh plus 110 on the money line. So the big thing is obviously Kenny Pickett, Pittsburgh's quarterback. People don't know yet if he's going to play. He hasn't said. Now the line has moved from Pitt minus 3 all the way to Michigan State minus 1.5. So 4.5 points of line movement. So the odds makers seem to believe he won't play. Uh, But I'm going to bet on Pittsburgh anyways. And then if he does play, even better. Uh, Kenneth Walker will be playing for Michigan State though, which is huge because they rank 36th in yards per carry at 4.9. But here's the issue. Pitt is an extremely good run defense, fifth in opponent yards per rush. Um, And then if you look at the flip side of things, no team allows a higher percentage of yards through the air than Michigan State. So 75.88% of the yards gained against Michigan State are pass plays. That's the highest mark in the country. So even if Pickett doesn't play for Pittsburgh, I hope their backup will still be able to throw the ball against this Michigan State team. Uh, when it comes to third down offense and defense, Pittsburgh is also significantly better there. So I'm going to be the underreact guy and not, uh, I'm going to underreact to the Kenny Pickett news. And then if he plays, I'll be just laughing. So give me Pittsburgh plus 110 on the money line against Michigan State in the Peach Bowl. Then the Tax Slayer Bowl. Did I write that down right? The Tax Slayer Bowl. Uh, weird. Wake Forest against Texas A&M. I'm going to go Texas A&M minus 7, minus 110 here. Both offenses are extremely comparable. They're 46th and 51st in yards per play, 47th and 53rd in passing play percentage. Wake Forest is better on third down, though, 7th in the country compared to Texas A&M at 83rd. But the big uh, difference in this game is defense. Texas A&M's defense is better by a mile And this is with them playing in a tougher conference in the SEC. So they are 11th in opponent yards per play. Wake Forest is 90th. They are 10th in third down defense. Wake Forest is 54th. They're 5th in opponent yards per pass attempt. Wake Forest is 70th. So offense's number is comparable for the most part, but massive defensive advantage for Texas A&M. And the Aggies played in the SEC. I'm going to back them. Texas A&M minus 7, minus 110 in the Tax Slayer Bowl. Then the... Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. <laughs> These bowl games are so stupid. Uh, I'm gonna take it's between Miami, Florida, and Washington State. I'm gonna take Washington State plus one eleven on the money line. Uh, so they're both 60th and 64th in yards per play. They're 61st and 66th in opponent yards per play. 11th and 24th in passing play percentage. Uh, Washington State is 24th in opponent yards per pass attempt. Miami is 44th. Now, 63.99% of yards gained against Miami comes through the air. That's the 31st highest mark in the country. Only 55.86% of yards gained against Washington State comes through the air. Washington State, 10th in average turnover margin. This is a big one. 
Turnovers are going to be huge in this game, I think. Washington State's 10th in average turnover margin at plus .8 per game. Miami is 109th. Washington State also better on third down. So, in a very close game, you heard a lot of those stats are very comparable. I wasn't a big believer in Miami to begin with this season. I don't think they ever really looked good at any point this season. Uh, but the big difference maker in this game, in my opinion, is gonna is that turnover margin. Uh, Washington State, if it kind of keeps up with the, what the season stats were, they should win the turnover uh, battle, and that should be enough to win the game. So I'll take Washington State plus 111 to win the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Arizona Bowl. Central Michigan against Boise State. I am going to back Central Michigan plus 7.5 here, minus 110. Big thing to keep an eye on in this game is the pass rush of Central Michigan. Central Michigan got a sack on 9% of opposing quarterback dropbacks. That is the 18th highest mark in the country. And Boise State had a lot of issues protecting the quarterback this year. They allowed 2.3 sacks per game. Central Michigan also 42nd yards per play. Boise State 90th in yards per play. But Boise State does have uh, an advantage in opponent yards per play, 51st compared to Central Michigan. So it's over the magic mark of seven. And the big thing that I'm looking at in this game is the pass rush of Central Michigan. 9% of opposing quarterback dropbacks, they got a sack. I think that's going to be the difference maker because Boise State's offensive line uh, is not good. So keep an eye on for that. I'm hoping that pass rush can help keep this game close. I'll take Central Michigan plus seven and a half, minus 110 against Boise State. Now we're getting into uh, the next two up are the two play or the two semifinals for the national championship. So we're going to take one more quick break and then we'll finish off the last uh, the last handful of games here, starting with the Cotton Bowl and the Orange Bowl. Be right back. All right, we're going to start with the Cotton Bowl. Alabama against Cincinnati. Cincinnati plus thirteen, minus one ten. Fuck Alabama. You really thought I was going to bet on Alabama? I can't do it. Throw everything else out the window. If you bet on Alabama to cover here, you're an evil person. How about that? And I also might sprinkle Cincinnati money line just for fun. Now, stats are a little bit tough uh, to cite here. We've got an AAC team in the college football playoff. Never happened before. There's never been a group of five team in the college football playoff. It's a Cinderella story. How could you not bet on the Cinderella story? I will say some stats. Uh, Cincinnati fourth. And yards per play, and also fourth in opponent yards per play. Alabama 11th and 7th in those stats. Now listen, if you think Alabama is going to blow Cincinnati out of the water here, don't forget. This is not, even though I know they won the SEC, they're the number one ranked team in the country. This is not the Alabama team that we're kind of used to seeing. They lost to Texas A&M. They only beat a shitty Florida team by two points, only beat a shitty LSU team by six points, and they needed a miracle to beat uh, an average at best Auburn team. This team's not invincible. This is not a team that's been beating everybody by 20 points. They played in a lot of close games this year. To take them by to win by two touchdowns is brave in my opinion. Uh, now Alabama does get most of their yardage through the air, obviously with Heisman Trophy winner Bryce Young at quarterback, 70.82% of their yards gained come through the air. 18th highest rate in the country. Cincinnati is second in the country in opponent yards per pass attempt. Only 54.49% of the yards gained against them comes through the air, which is the 24th lowest rate in the country. Alabama is also missing, which is a key factor here. Alabama is, is going to miss their top wide receiver, John Mechie. I think it's John Mechie the third, is it? So we got a team that gets all their yards through the air, or obviously the large majority, going up against a team that's statistically one of the best secondaries in the country, and Alabama's missing their top wide receiver. I'm not saying this is a recipe for an upset, but it's kind of a recipe for an upset. Alabama's biggest strength is third down offense, highest third down conversion rate in the country, but Cincinnati's 11th and third down defense. Let's go Bearcats. Let's keep it close. I'm, I'm probably going to end up sprinkling a little bit on the money line right before kickoff just because I want to be on the right side of history here. But even with my bias aside, my anti-Alabama bias aside because they're basically the Patriots of college football, I think Cincinnati can keep this close. I'll go Cincinnati plus 13, minus 110 in the Cotton Bowl. we got the Orange Bowl, Michigan and Georgia. I'm going to go under 44.5 at minus 105 in this one. I think this is going to be an old school football game. Michigan 18th in run play percentage, Georgia's 26th. So two teams that run the ball a ton and two teams that are very good at stopping the run. Georgia, second opponent yards per play. Michigan is eighth. So I'm actually surprised the total is at 44.5. I think this is very clearly going to be an old school slug it out, run the ball, play defense kind of game. Georgia is third in uh, 
Uh, opponent yards per carry. Michigan is 18th in opponent yards per carry. Uh, only 31.44% of the yards gained against Georgia have come on the ground. That's the 8th lowest in the country, and 38.34% of the yards gained against Michigan has come on the ground. Michigan, better on third down and offense, but not by a wide margin. I mean, listen, this is what it comes down to. Very similar teams. Obviously, Georgia is better in in most statistics, and they've arguably had a tougher schedule playing in the SEC. But is it a big enough advantage to justify being nine-point favorites? Tough to tell. If I were to pick a side, I'd probably go Michigan plus nine, but I do feel a lot more comfortable about the under because I just think it's going to be a run-the-ball, play-defense kind of game. I'll go under 44.5 minus 105. And we got the OPAC Bowl, Penn State, Arkansas. Going to go Arkansas plus two, minus 115 in this one. You basically have a good offense and a bad defense playing against a team with a bad offense and a good defense. So Arkansas, 31st in yards per play. Penn State is 102nd in yards per play. But Arkansas, 63rd in opponent yards per play. Penn State is 9th. So a lot of the numbers are kind of conflicting. I won't just list through all the stats. But it's hard for me to bet on a team that's favored when they're 102nd in the country in yards per play. They also throw the ball a ton, but they're only 93rd in yards per pass attempt. Sounds like a frustrating bet to watch if I'm going to be on Penn State. So I'm going to, it's a coin flip. And you guys know me when it's a coin flip, I'll just take the team getting points. So I'll, I'll go Arkansas plus two, minus 115. Then we have the Citrus Bowl between Iowa and Kentucky. I will take Kentucky minus three, minus 110. The big opt-out so far is Iowa running back Tyler Goodson. So much like the last game when I was talking about Penn State, uh, Iowa is even worse on offense. 123rd in yards per play. That is the 8th lowest mark in the country. 8th last in the country. Kentucky ranks 10th in yards per play. Now Iowa obviously is a little bit better on defense, but not as big of a wide margin. 10th in opponent yards per play. Kentucky is 46th. Kentucky also 5th and 3rd down offense, Iowa 107th. Listen, there's no way I can bet on this Hawkeyes team off uh, this Hawkeyes offense, especially considering they won't have their best player. So a team that's already 8th last in yards per play now won't have their best player. So I will not be torturing myself by betting on Iowa. I'll take Kentucky minus 3, minus 110. Then we have the Fiesta Bowl, Notre Dame against Oklahoma State. I'm going to take Oklahoma State plus 105. Huge huge thing to keep an eye on in this game is the pass rush of Oklahoma State. Notre Dame allows a sack on 7.91% of dropbacks, 99th in the country. Oklahoma State's defense ranks first in sack percentage, recording a sack on 12.31% of their opponent's dropbacks. So this Oklahoma State pass rush, their defensive line is going to be a huge difference maker in this game. Notre Dame does have better offensive numbers, but the Cowboys defense is just so dominant. I'm gonna back them in this one. I, I think they're gonna I think they're gonna get in the backfield early and often. I'll take Oklahoma State plus 105 in the Fiesta Bowl. Rose Bowl. Ohio State against Utah. I will take Ohio State minus six, minus one ten. Now, this is gonna be the opposite of what you're gonna see a lot of people on social media, a lot of the sharps, a lot of the sports betting media people. A lot of them are going to be on Utah, but I'm going to fade that here. I actually like Ohio State quite a bit. I was on them all season. I'm not giving up on them just uh, because, uh, despite losing to Michigan and missing out on the Big Ten Championship. They are first in yards per play in all of college football. 7.6 yards per play. The next best is Coastal Carolina at 7.2. That is a significant margin. 0.4 more yards per play than the next best team in the country. Now, Utah State leans slightly more towards a run, but Ohio State is pretty solid at stopping the run, allowing just 3.6 yards per carry, which is 21st in the country. I believe in C.J. Stroud. Give me Ohio State minus 6, minus 110. And we got the Sugar Bowl. Ole Miss against Baylor. I will go over 54.5, minus 110. I think the spread's set at at the right number in this game, so I'm going to look at the total instead. 22nd and 38th in rushing player percentage, so both teams run the ball more than they pass it. Baylor is uh, 16th in opponent yards per carry. Ole Miss is 82nd. So, it does kind of sound like Baylor has the advantage in that category, and they do. 
but Baylor has trouble stopping the pass. So I think Matt Coral will have a big game for them. 67.58% of the yards gained against the Baylor defense comes through the air. That's the 12th highest rate in the country. Uh, also 68th in opponent yards per pass attempt. So I think Matt Coral is going to have a big game. I think Ole Miss will be able to move the ball through the air. And I think Baylor will have success running the ball against Ole Miss considering their 82nd opponent yards per carry. So I will go with the over 54.5, minus 110. Finally, the last one. And I don't know if someone could explain to me why the last college football bowl game outside of the national championship is the Texas Bowl between Kansas State and LSU. All the, the, like, all the games in the new year are in 2022 are all great, and then it's the, the, it finishes off with Kansas State and LSU. Who gives a shit about this game? Uh, but I will go Kansas State minus one, minus 115. I don't know how LSU won as many games as they do because they are not good statistically. 87th in yards per play, 68th in opponent yards per play. Kansas State is 29th and 49th in those two stats, uh, respectively. LSU also 27th in passing play percentage, so they throw the ball a ton. Kansas State 67 and 62nd in opponent yards per pass attempt. Uh, but also, we don't really know what's going to happen in this game because we're not sure as of right now who will be the starting quarterback for either team. And with this game taking place, when is it? January 4th or 5th? Uh, almost a full month between now and when this game happens, so I'm sure a lot of news will happen. I'm sure the line will change as, as a result of the news. Uh, but I'm not a big big believer in LSU, and obviously they, they have all these coaching issues going on with them as well. I think they're lucky to finish that 6-6. Six and six. Kansas State's offense was significantly better this season. I'm going to back the Wildcats, minus 1, minus 115. Boom. Look at that. And we finished this all within an hour. Just under an hour, which is my goal. 42 bowl games, 42 picks. My first time ever doing this. I hope I can stay in the green. Uh, that is my goal. Uh, yeah, subscribe to the podcast, rate, review, all that good stuff. Whether you decide to tail these picks, fade these picks, Whatever you decide to do, best of luck. I'll be back later this week with my NFL picks for Week 15. Or if you're listening to this um, later on in the bowl season, just check the timestamps for when I break down each game. Best of luck with your picks. I'll talk to you all soon. Actually, before I leave here, let me just recap all my picks in case there's anyone out there who doesn't care about me rambling and the reasons for my picks. Here are my 42 picks for the 42 bowl games. Bear with me because I have a lot to get through here. So, all right, let's go. I'm just going to say the pick. I'm not going to say the, the name of the bowl game. I'm not going to say the opponent or anything like that. Just going to say the picks. Middle Tennessee, Toledo, under 51.5. Coastal Carolina, minus 10.5. Appalachian State, minus 3. UTEP, plus 11.5. BYU, minus 6.5. Eastern Michigan, plus 9. Oregon State, Utah State, over 67. Louisiana, Marshall, under 55.5. Old Dominion, plus 9.5. Wyoming, minus 3. UTSA, SDSU, under 49. Army, minus 3.5. Miami, Ohio, North Texas, over 54.5. UCF, plus 6.5. Memphis, minus 7. Georgia State, minus 4.5. Western Michigan, Nevada, over 59. Boston College, minus 3. Houston, plus 128. Air Force, plus 105, NC State, minus 1, Mississippi State, minus 8, Minnesota, minus 4, Virginia, SMU, over 71.5, Maryland, minus 1, Iowa State, minus 1, Oklahoma, Oregon, over 61, UNC, minus 161, sorry, UNC, minus 7.5, Tennessee, minus 4.5, Pittsburgh, plus 110, Wisconsin, minus 7, Texas A&M, minus 7, Washington State, plus 111, Central Michigan, plus 7.5, Cincinnati, plus 13, Michigan, Georgia, under 44.5, Arkansas, plus 2, Kentucky, minus 3, Oklahoma State, plus 105, Ohio State, minus 6, Ole Miss against Baylor, over 54.5, and Kansas State, minus 1. There you go, we're done, good luck, bye-bye. Welcome to another round of Drawing Board or Miro Board. Today, we talk brainstorms with UX designer Brian. Let's go. First question. You thought you'd see everyone's idea in the team brainstorm, but you've got a grand total of one. Drawing Board or Miro Board? Drawing Board, right? Because in Miro, the team can add ideas now or later. And with privacy mode, we can keep them anonymous until they're good to share. Correct. Next, you need the best way to explain your idea, but all you have is a few sticky notes. 
drawing board or Miro board? Drawing board, because, you know, in Miro, I could record videos, add text, images, links, and digital sticky notes, of course, present my thoughts the way I want. Right again! Now, you're looking for a past idea you thought was just genius. Only you could find... Oh! There it is. Drawing board or Miro. Our finished and unfinished work lives in one place. And he's one. Join over 60 million people getting ideas noticed in Miro brainstorms. Get your first three boards for free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.